0: I'm Janine, this is KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine, and standing by to join me is New York Times former editor, Kate Doty. She's going to share her new book, Mergers and Acquisitions, and I loved it, and, or Everything I Know About Love I Learned on the Wedding Pages. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I was so interested in this book, and as I started reviewing it, I was thinking, this could be a movie. <laughs> We probably hear that all the time. <laughs> it does feel cinematic. I mean, I
1: have to say, like, um, I, you know, when I wrote the scene about my first kiss with my now husband, not to spoil the book, but it's fine, um, our first kiss on the steps of the New York Public Library, I remember writing that scene and thinking, I could see this on the big screen. <laughs> exactly. Or on the small screen. But thank you for thinking in that way. You know, it, it would be nice.
0: <laughs> well, it was just so interesting how it unfolded. Now, tell us where you grew up, because I know you. I read your backstory. So I grew up in
1: uh, sort of suburban North Carolina, I would say, uh, born and raised here, I, where I live now, again, with my family, my husband and, and child. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I grew, weddings were a very big deal in my family, um, a very big deal in Southern culture, I would say, um, yeah. you know, I think they've been memorialized on screen, that's for sure. And um, so when I, and I went to the, the University of North Carolina, and I went to the journalism school and um, just happened to be able to, there, there was serendipity out there that, that allowed me to get a job answering the phones at the New York Times through, through an alumni connection. And so that's how I got there. And I, I truly believe that the reason they hired me is because I could start the next day because
0: they need somebody to answer the phones. So, so. And you just say yes. When the New York Times oh. wants you, any you level. You say yes.
1: You say yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you say yes, especially when
1: you're sleeping on your best friend's couch and you don't have a job and had to borrow some money to buy, you know, right. interview pants to begin with. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how did things <laughs> progress from there?
1: Um, well, I joined the Times in the Washington Bureau in 2002, and it was uh, right up to the lead. It was right around the lead up of the Iraq war. Um, the sniper shootings were happening, if you remember those from mm-hmm. from almost 20 years ago now yes. and so it was a really fraught time and I was also at the same time sort of dating sort of not sort of off and on with this guy that I had gone to college with and had had a relationship at the tail end of college and I just decided you know and he was living in New York and I decided after a certain point why am I in DC I didn't like it there I didn't, yes. you know I wanted to be in New York I wanted yeah. that's where I had wanted to be since I was seven years old so wow. I wouldn't you have know, seen Annie or whatever it was. I think it was probably Annie. <laughs> 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 we well, you know what a movie, but anyway. Um, and so I asked the times if I could move and they said, yes. And I said, what can I do? And they said, you want to write the wedding announcements? And I said, yes, I do. As a matter of fact, want to write the wedding announcements <laughs> because it was springtime and they just, you know, I was still a clerk and they used to slide in clerks or, or young sort of junior reporter type people Um to, uh, for the wedding season, because they just needed extra help on the desk. And it was, again, just a matter of timing. I could start right then and there. Yeah. And of course, again, you say yes, when they offer you something like that.
0: You bet. I grew up in New York City, and I remember both my parents reading the New York Times. I love the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just um, to me, it's the dream job if you're into that field
1: yeah uh, in journalism yes for sure and especially if you happen to love journalism and weddings which i happen to to love both of those things very deeply um yeah it was it was just a a master stroke of luck that Mm -hmm. i got to work there and you know i think it's probably a little bit trite to say but i uh, for me it feels very true Uh, you know most of the good things in my life happened because i got to work there i met my husband there i oh you did yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i got my husband there and uh we, you know, I got to fly on the president or not the president, the campaign plane with Barack Obama when he was zooming around Iowa and I got Amazing. to cover the national spelling bee, which is very odd. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got to do all of these interesting, cool, crazy things and get paid to do it. So why mm-hmm.
0: wouldn't I do that? So cool. And mm-hmm. what was your, you know, experience? Because the wedding section, it, it has really evolved. hmm you know, in a good way, Mm -hmm. in a Mm -hmm. a really good way, more inclusive, but the competitiveness to get in and have your wedding posted. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, what ends would people go to, to do that? It's like getting into Harvard.
1: I mean, for sure. I mean, I think the acceptance rate was actually kind of on the same level as getting into Harvard, Mm -hmm. you know, 0.1% or something, depending on the the time of season. I mean, and it was also a lot of like getting, it was similar to getting into Harvard when the, because there were a lot of phone calls placed a lot of strings being pulled Mm. a lot of a lot of elbows being nudged I wouldn't say palms being greased but not not that no no no. not at all and and I should I should note that these are the wedding announcements are free they're not paid this is um I didn't know that they're yeah yeah they're free they're just like news articles so you're selected from a a pool of applicants Mm -hmm. just like college or whatever else yeah um based on a set of criteria that editors have. And if you're chosen, then your wedding announcement is in the paper for free. It's a yeah. public service, I guess, but, but, but because it's a public service, it's treated um, as just any other news article in which everything has to be factual. Everything has to be true. Um, and that was my job was to fact check all of these things that people would say about themselves. I'm smiling. Cause
0: I'm only imagining like, <laughs> wait, he didn't go to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh,
1: 100%. Absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah, no, t- stuff like that all the time Or like people would lie by their titles or who they were descended from. Like they oh, were descended on. from, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, one woman, uh, this does this not happen to me, but um, one weddings reporter discovered that this woman who had been practicing, I think therapy, she was a practicing therapist on the Upper West side for years. She'd seen hundreds of patients. She wasn't licensed. She didn't have any educational background. do this i mean like she had like she certainly did not have a four she i don't think she even had a four-year degree what do you do in a
0: situation like that do you just not
1: publish her for number one yes (laughs) you say no 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 we don't we don't publish things like that and i i have this memory that i think somebody maybe wrote an article about it or something it was such an egregious example of how people lie and bloviate to get themselves into the pages of the times and it truly backfired on her
0: you know, I'll say lost your
1: profession. Yeah.
0: So I will say this um, about the New York times. When my dad passed away in 2015, I wrote his eulogy on the plane to Florida uh, in a notebook. I read it. It was filled with lighter moments, serious moments. And which is exactly what I wanted. I came Mm -hmm. home. I got off the plane, ran to my computer, typed it up and submitted it to the New York times, the lives we lost. You have a section, the lives we lost. yeah, still Mm -hmm. up after all this time. And I thought that is so special that they do that to give us the people that have lost people, um, a place to memorialize them. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think, I think opus and wedding announcements have a lot in common. They're markers in people's lives. You know, they're, they're fulcrums and they, Mm -hmm. um, I think obits are just as important if frankly almost more so than wedding announcements. They may sure. be, I have heard many people who say, Oh, I always read the wedding announcements and I always read the obits yeah. because they want to hear stories about people's lives and yes. whatever form that takes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah.
0: So tell me how you decided to write the book, like when that happened.
1: Uh, well, when I, truthfully, when I, the first season I started writing these wedding announcements and I started talking to these people, I thought this has got to be a book, but I don't, I don't know how this is a book. And I was like 24 or something. Yeah. And, um, but then, uh, you know, I, my, we got married, we had a child, we ended up moving back to North Carolina to be close to family, blah, blah, blah. And I was lucky enough to fall into a group of women writers who were all publishing books or had published books or were working on books. And. I said, I had this germ of an idea. And I said, well, you need to do this now. You're, you're away from it. You have the yes. perspective to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, at that point I'd been married seven, eight years, something like that. So I had the perspective on marriage and commitment to do it mm-hmm. too, which I think was really important to write this particular book. Yes. Um. And so I just, one day I just sat down and started, I, and also, also I had kept, I don't have it here. I had kept a thick folder. So oh. When people do their submissions, um, they used to mail them or fax them. And now it's all online, of course. But okay. I had a thick stack of original submissions that I used to fact check, you know, okay. along with the editor's notes and all of these things like fact check this, but blah, blah, blah. I had, and I had, um, you know, handwritten note cards from people's grandmothers who said, please, you know, please include my granddaughter's announcement in pages of the New York Times, yeah. that sort of thing. And so I had the source material and I started going through it and, and thinking back to what the time was like, and then I just started writing. And I kind of Amazing. went from there.
0: And you know, when somebody says, you have to do this, you have to pull your end of the bargain. I mean, it's like, you yeah. have to do it. <laughs> yeah. You have no choice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. Especially <laughs> when you have a group of women bearing down on you. Like, oh, yeah. That's really,
0: yeah. Where's <laughs> the book going? What do you mean it's not?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I was in a, uh, this is true. I was in a, I was doing a book conversation uh, last week. Uh, for a, a local bookstore here, a Zoom, a Zoom thing like this. And one of the women in my group, her question in the chat, which I had to answer was, so what are you working on now? Which, which is like, you cat, but but that's that's, a, that's that's exactly what you need. You need those, those you awesome do. friends to, to know. keep lighting a fire under
0: you. I so, agree. You, you know, know, it's funny. I, I actually wrote a book, came out in 2019 and Um, I'll tell you that later, but the point is someone said to me recently, when's your next book coming out? (laughs) I'm like, well, that's a good point. Yes. (laughs) Very good question. Yes. Um, how do, how do I answer this? Yeah. Yes. I won't be sleeping much. Um, I wanted to ask you something because my grandmother was very special to me, both my grandmothers, but you talk about your grandmother in this book. Um, share a little bit about why that was important to, to put in the book.
1: So uh, my uh, grandparents, like my husband and me, were both from small towns in the South, and they both joined the Coast Guard. They they didn't know each other. They joined the Coast Guard, and they moved up to New York, and they met each other uh, during World War II um, at their jobs, just like my husband and I did. And Mm -hmm. they met and were married within a year. And then, of course, my grandmother had to drop out of the Coast Guard because married women couldn't serve in the Coast Guard. But, you know, anyway. And so they and so they were really enormously influential on me. They were my mom's parents. Um, both of them were deeply important to me. But my grandmother was this brilliant woman who just sort of held the family together in, in many ways. And I'm named for her, and I actually look a lot like her. Um, and so when I started thinking about how I was going to shape the emotional arc of the book, I really felt it was important to include that story because. You know, just like my husband and me, they moved up from the South straight and found home in the arms of a stranger. And I just thought yeah. that that was really the token for the book. But the funny thing I learned is that um, in, in the book, there's a, a copy of their wedding license. They got married. at This little. It's actually called The Little Church Around the Corner. And it says March 4th. But my mom read the book and she said, um, they, they always celebrated their wedding announce, their wedding on January 4th. And my aunt was born in September.
0: Oh, so it <laughs> didn't that step so, there.
1: Well, and and, and she said, why didn't she said why didn't you put two and two together? And I said, Be- because I have no head for birthdays and anniversaries. I just don't. And it never occurred to me that like they had that they had lied their entire marriage. Yeah, that they actually got married on March fourth, and my grandmother was two months pregnant with my
0: aunt. Alice. <laughs> That is uh, so funny. Yeah. I know. Oh, Back I then, I wouldn't have summer. wanted people to know that. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I don't
1: think any of my, I think my mom, she has, she's uh, one of five girls. I think they all had a suspicion about it. But then mm-hmm. the fact that their actual wedding license appeared in the book, and they had never seen it because my grandparents always said, oh, we lost our wedding license.
0: There you go. Yeah. There you go. What else would you like people to know about the book? I, well, first of
1: all, um, I'll tell you where you can buy it in just a second. But I I think that it's uh, the thing that I want people to walk away from this book with is other than having had a good time, which I hope that they have people enjoy reading it. It's a good read for the summer. um, I want people to understand that weddings are all well and good, but it's the day after the wedding that's really the most important when you wake up and you're married to this person. And um, especially in this completely bonkers fraught time that we seem to, that we are living through um my partnership with my husband has been obviously really challenging through the past year just like anybody you know sure. when you're stuck in a house with somebody right but has also it has also been I would say the thing that has sustained me um, throughout this this mess of a year yeah. and I'm not saying everybody should get married it's absolutely not what I'm saying but I just want people who do get married to understand that like the days that come after are way more important than the days that come before.
0: Yes. Good point. And it it doesn't matter your China pattern.
1: (laughs) It doesn't really.
0: I mean, I like
1: my China pattern, but it it doesn't matter in the slightest.
0: (laughs) No way. Because this is really a test. I mean, the pandemic has tested us all. Oh my gosh.
1: In so many ways. I mean, I, in, I'm, in some ways like I'm almost prouder of the past year of our marriage than like of the previous decade. Cause like, Right, We manage not to kill each other.
0: And I think that's a
1: really important thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it interesting how when you're younger, you look at wedding sections or stories of people getting married and you're thinking, oh, when is that going to happen to me? But you don't realize Mm -hmm. the complexities of what it really means to be married.
1: No, it really, you. and there's no way you could, you know, it's like, I I mean, how could you, you know, I remember a friend of mine, about a week after she got married, I've been married six, or seven years. Uh, the week after she got married, she called me and she said, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I said, tell you, I said, tell you what, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking right. about. And she said, marriage is hard. And I laughed I and not laugh. I didn't laugh at her, but I was yeah. like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yes yeah, it no is. kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's why there have been a million books and, and movies and right. podcasts and, you know, and plays written about it. But yeah. You know, but there's also there's always. I have been very thankful to be in a marriage in which there's always joy in the horizon, even if even if the days feel long and and you know fraught because of again this mm-hmm. and all the other difficulties that that right. life brings, you know, yes. loss and death and I mean you and know, your sick kid and they're up all night and barfing. oh god, yeah, yes, yes, oh god, the kid barfing alone almost did us in.
0: I swear, exactly. I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, those things, but yeah. they all, they all add up to, you know, the, I think the central joy of my life. So other That's than amazing. my six-year-old.
0: Yeah.
1: And I feel incredibly lucky to be able to say that.
0: That's fantastic. And where can people find your book? Well, uh,
1: you can connect with me on my website, katedoty.com. That's Kate with a C. You can buy mergers and acquisitions um, at your favorite local indie bookseller. Um, and you can also get it on the big A. Or so, uh, Barnes and Noble, but um, either which way, if you'd like a signed book, please send me an email through my website and I'd be more than happy to
0: put one in the mail for you. Fantastic. And what are you doing now? You're, you're writing locally and I'm not putting pressure on you. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I,
1: I uh, Right now I am, I am working uh, on a novel about um, two people who become friends uh, in, in a mill town in the 1920s and they're Trajectory; their lives go on different trajectories throughout the 1970s, and they see America at its best and its worst. And it, but again, it's about it's about relationships.
0: Basically. Beautiful. So, that so. is amazing. Is that a little bit based yeah. on true story or?
1: Yes, there. Yeah, there are some. Um, okay. Oh, yes. Don't give it away. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited about
0: that. <laughs> well, I have really enjoyed yeah. this.
1: Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. and thank you so much for sharing your time. It means so much to me that people are so, are excited and into this book. And I appreciate all your time and kindness. So thank you. Absolutely.